Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, I am Scott David Chase. This is my truth. Tell me yours. Um, this episode, like all the episodes this season, are brought to you by WeAreDapperTies.com. I got a whole bunch of different neckties on that website. Um, pretty inexpensive, high-quality ties. So, you know, if you need a tie... Head on over to WeAreDepertize.com if you pick out one or two or half a dozen. Uh, when you go to check out, if you put in promo code TRUTH, you will get free shipping in the continental United States. So thanks a lot to them for sponsoring this season of this show. Um, this episode, uh, my second episode recording today, but this one will probably go out before the one that went up or that I recorded earlier today, this will go out. It's very confusing. I'm time traveling in my mind right now. Um, this was a conversation with Mark Toby. Um, Mark Toby is an educator and is also the bassist slash one of the guitarists in the band, the minus scale. Um, Mark is someone that I've known for, you know, 15 plus years. Uh, uh, his, his brother, AJ Toby is also, one of the guitarists slash the bassist in the minus scale. And I worked with him, uh, at the Hampton beach casino ballroom. That's how I first met the, the minus scale was introduced to them and, you know, spent a lot of time, uh, 10 or so years ago with this band. I co-founded a label with AJ and, uh, went on the road with the band and, um, they have an upcoming reunion show, uh, uh, October 20th in Dover, New Hampshire. And I wanted to, I mean, this, we, we kind of said at the end, uh, this was basically just an excuse for me and Mark to hang out again. Um, cause we don't see each other super often. He's got two young kids and he, you know, teaches school. So, um, it was basically an excuse to get together, but, uh, yeah, the minus scale has a reunion show coming up in October. So, if you get a chance to check it out, uh, if you're so inclined, you'll probably have a good time. But uh, I certainly had a good time having dinner with the Tobies and then sitting down in Mark's living room and chatting with him for an hour or so. And I hope you enjoy this conversation as well. And like whenever I have tons of free time, I tend to not hear from people. And then when I'm dedicated to one thing or another, oh, then everyone's gone. Yeah, and I mean, I remembered actually. I think I've I think my phone's been on silent all day today just because I did a podcast earlier today. But uh, a friend who lives in California was like, last night was like, oh, I'll text you tomorrow. I'm like, cool. This is the window of time that I'm gonna be available. <laughs> Uh, so she just texted me and she's like, Hey, can I call you? So I was like, I'm doing a podcast right now. I'll text you when I'm done. Um, it's, uh, you know, mildly frustrating, but that's all right. And, you know, I have, I have family overseas too. So it's always kind of, yeah. uh, you know, dealing with the, the time differential. So it's, you know, I'm, whatever. That's why I always make sure I text AJ at like 530 AM when I wake up. Yeah. You love that. I'm sure. Yeah. We'll do like group texts and I'll get out a 
class and look, there's like 2,700 yeah. messages all because everyone's able to at one point. And then yeah, yeah. And then the 20, 30 minutes elapses and the next person does it. Yeah. yeah. My, um, my family, they do the, I forget which, oh, it's called WhatsApp. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, so you can like text internationally. Yeah. And so the family will, it's it like, so it's, um, it's mostly my two sister-in-laws and my mom, but then my oldest niece, she, uh, oh, I, it's her birthday today. I almost forgot. It's, yeah. Is that it's, a tattoo? Yeah. I have my, well, I have, good. well, it was funny cause it's we were, good thing it's there then. <laughs> yeah. We were talking earlier about, uh, uh, yeah. So if, well, her dad might be listening to this, it'll be later, but uh, happy birthday, uh, I won't say her name because they're very protective about having their sure. kids' names online. But to my oldest niece, it's her 16th birthday today. Yeah, happy birthday. Um, uh, so that'll be, at the end of this, I'll remind you to turn the dishwasher back on. You remind me that I need to wish my niece <laughs> a happy birthday. And uh, we'll, that's, that's, the, that's, my, that's our coverage. Sure. Um, but yeah, they'll, uh, they'll be sending stuff back and forth. So I'll wake up at seven in the morning and there'll be like eight new messages on that. And it's all, always just pictures of the kids because there's between my two brothers that live in Europe, there are seven kids. Yeah. So it's always, you know, them. The only thing I don't like about that app, and I'm sure there's a way in my phone to change it. I just, I don't have the patience to, to go through and do it is. Anytime a picture is sent, it is automatically saved to my photos. Oh, it takes up all your storage? Then. Well, no, because this phone's got a pretty decent amount of storage, but like I'm going through photos and I'm like, where did this picture come from? It's always like nieces and nephews like playing on a playground somewhere in, you know, either Poland or England. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, so what's the, what are you guys being interviewed for? I mean, I know it's for the show, but like what? So, uh, do you know Doug, Doug York? He was in Granite State? I don't think so. So he was one of the, the Tano of Granite State. So I went to school, I think it was a year. He, so AJ and I were two years apart. He was mm. in the year in between. So we kind of all knew each other anyways. Uh, but I was sitting at a graduation with him. And he, uh, we were both working it. And we were talking about you know, the show coming up and just things in general. And mm. how you know, it would be fun to like do a tandem Grand State Miles Scale thing again because I did that mm-hmm. uh, after I left but I have a lot of fun with that and then it was just reality of because he's got two kids mm-hmm. uh, like our kids go to the same dance studio I don't know what you want to call right. those things these days and he was saying like how he would always like, he was forgetful that he never actually got around to doing it back then because he kind of saw the band as something that could have been just never got there and right. what happened like why did it miss the the mark and so we told him with like the, the idea of the reunion and all that so he said hey can i would you mind if any of you guys and did a thing about how when you you know get into the mid late 30s uh you get kids how do you balance that right it's a whole different perspective kind of going in so he's been uh taking some of the practices uh, he interviewed, I think he's going to try to interview us all either before or right after the show. Like he's going to go to the show and I don't know if he's doing like the whole set or just kind of 
bits and pieces. I'm not mm-hmm. sure now how the access to the soundboard will be there, but I think the idea is a short documentary on, mm. I don't really know. We're kind of giving him a little bit of freedom. It sounds a little bit like a project that I'm working on, uh, that I've actually been working on for a little while, but it, and I can't, you know, uh, on this, at least at, at this time being, can't talk about it, but it's, yeah. it's a, it's sort of a, a band history of, you know, and, and what it's like once people have kids and, you know, once, you know, the, the sort of the real world takes over and also just, you know, the focus shifts from oh, yeah. the band being your A number one focus to being one of the things that's important to you, that's right. you know, um, you can do a hobby. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And this is, you know, um, but it's, you know, trying to line up not just interviews with the band members, but the kind of the surrounding and the tertiary people that were involved with it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that'll that'll be interesting for you guys. We were, we, I mean, when we were just talking before we started recording, and we were kind of going through the history of the the music, and you were kind of telling me about the the set list that you guys are doing. Um, is your stuff? Is any of it available digitally right now? Yeah, so we did. Neil actually. Oh, okay. Put it out. That's right. That's right. Uh, so the Neil Sabatino for mid four hundred mid four hundred records. Yeah, out of New Jersey. So, yeah, and then AJ's other band beat us to the to the announcement for like a month. Oh, really? Or a couple of weeks. They put out his album first. I gotcha. But um, so it was. It's hotter deluxe edition. So it's all hotter, mm-hmm. and then I think. 10 bonus tracks, 8 mm-hmm. bonus tracks, I'm not sure. Yeah. So it's a few from each of the albums, basically the, the set. Yeah. Give or take a couple of songs. This is like a minor scale, like anthology type thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think... It's digital only, I'm assuming? Yeah. I. They said it's on all the platforms. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I know it's on my Spotify, huh. but it's. I, I don't know if it's also on... Does Google have a streaming thing they probably they do. do and uh you know what i uh, i don't know why i'm guessing i'm just let's, <laughs> I've, I've got the internet in my pocket um i'm just gonna see if it's on uh see if it's on amazon it was the, uh, it was the first time we released sometimes i'm bitter okay because we played that a couple of times mostly just in front of neil just to see his reaction right is but, it is it is it a, a favorite of his or you know is it is it just a okay so that's well, it was on, it was available <laughs> and we had never really right. so you can technically say it's gotten released right material uh, on there no I think that was like back then that was his that was his best song huh I think that was probably 10 albums ago for Neil but. yeah it's funny because I have a um, so Neil uh, in addition to running Mint 400 Neil also is the singer guitarist and only constant member of Fairmont. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, because well, Christian's been in it for him. Yeah, for and um, uh, let's see if it's not playing on my scale. Uh, but uh, maybe it was just Spotify. It might be. I know um, it is on Spotify though. Um, where was I going with? Oh, Neil was someone I was supposed to. Uh, I was supposed to do a podcast with him last year on my trip, but uh, just I mean, my schedule was crazy and when I was coming through New Jersey, it was just like, it would have been like 10 o'clock at night and he has young kids oh, yeah. too. So he's like, 
I don't think it's going to happen this trip, dude. He's a hard guy to get. I remember a couple of years ago, I saw, like on Instagram, he was at a park with his kids two miles from from here. Yeah. He was booked the whole time, never got a chance. Yeah. Well, that's been, I mean, my experience over the last, like, particularly like the last five years since I've moved back, there's other people that I grew up with who don't live in the area now will come back and visit. And, like, they'll even, you know, usually through social media be, like, make some sort of reference to being back. And, I, you know, I've reached out to some people. And I'm like, let's get coffee. And they're like, ah, we're here for three days. We're here with three kids. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's not going to happen. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I do have that luxury of doing stuff on a whim because I don't have kids. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know, having any unstructured time. Yeah. Or, like, a large bulk time. That's yeah. Not well, good. It's crazy because, like... I mean, I, working three jobs, I don't have much free time either. But, like, I was talking to, when I was in Cambridge last night, talking to my friend who met me for dinner. You know, it came up that I had the day off. She's like, you just going to relax? I'm like, no, I'm doing two podcasts. And uh, I was planning on going up to Portland today in between two. But the, the movie that I was going to go see doesn't have an afternoon showing. It was only this weekend. So... Which is for the best because the weather was crummy and yeah. you know, and I was so I, I I actually took a nap right before coming over here. What yeah. a nap! Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It was just one of those things. Uh, I was just like, ah, I'll I'll enjoy this this luxury. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's uh, yeah. I was talking talking to your wife who you were talking to kids in because they're six and three. Yeah, you know, it's I, I bless you because I don't I I mean. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll babysit uh, my brother Chris's son for like an hour or two, and he'll come back, and I'm like, "How do you do this twenty four seven? Because he's 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 a mostly uh, full time single dad. He's yeah. you know uh, he's got his son during the weekdays, and I was like, "How do you do this?" They, my kids alone will be fine. Mm-hmm. I can entertain themselves. When they're together, they can start to fight. But right. They, uh, yeah, you just kind of try to find time to, you know, say, hey, you're doing this for like an hour and then yeah. get a little bit of peace. They're good with, uh, like after I put them to bed, if I go downstairs and play music, they will knock it up. Like mm. they, they like to have the music in the background Yeah. Uh, to fall asleep to. So huh. that's been the only way I've been able to, to learn all the songs. That's well. That's that's lucky then. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how Ryan. Does. I mean, you know, Ryan and Enslin, They just have the one. But he, I mean, he plays more music than than. Yeah, he's with he's with Lovely a lot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because I I I had him on the podcast like. That was uh, before really ramped up. Yeah, it was because he was in the process of like trying to work out uh a solo record um that was the hearts of spring stuff yep yeah 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 because i did a couple um potential album cover paintings yep. for him and it was uh and it was funny because and i think he liked him but it just didn't end up uh didn't happen for a few different reasons we were close like we had one song that was done yeah uh then one song that didn't have vocals then another song that was maybe just guitar and bass because that was Chris was able to go to his drum shop do that and mm. I was able to record direct through a laptop and yeah. just you know email the file to each other 
Well, I remember when he told me that you were involved with that, and I was like, oh, Mark's doing music, because um, after you left the minus scale, I don't think I was... I, did you do anything with music? I mean, really, I know you've played... Kind of, but not, not seriously. So yeah. I did... The original plan was just a few of us just kind of doing like a... like a lo-fi punk thing, because mm. none of us really knew what we were doing. Right. And that never materialized even to a practice. And then a few years later, um, uh, so one of Melissa's friend's husbands, so I just kind of knew him from yeah. uh, from them that she worked with. He had some, I don't really know exactly what genre it is, like a hippie jam band type of thing. And so they were doing an open mic one night. It's like, hey, you just want to show up, bring your bass. It's like, I know the songs. He goes, yeah, I don't think it's important. Yeah. Sure. So like, you know, they just say, "Hey, we're gonna play this song. It's these chords. Like, put yeah. something to it." Sure. And then that turned into uh, the only time we recorded was really just even more lo-fi than than this recording right here. Right. But with like a full band. Right. So we just kind of made demos that way, and then we played. I don't know. It was like on a farm, maybe in some place near over with a lot of other people with right. dreadlocks and right. <laughs> it was very low-key it was fun yeah uh, but that was kind of not a serious thing it was something to to go out there and, right. and play and then that stopped but um it was something that so for me it was i i could not commit to a, a full-time mm-hmm. touring thing it was totally out of the question is that because because of, of teaching teaching kids yeah. Life in general, yeah. just I wasn't going to be what I wanted to do year round. Mm. And then I also didn't want to I start to play with people who are just learning their instruments. So there's almost nothing in between. Sure. Uh, the only thing that really there was that came up was Ryan. So it was like five years since I picked up an instrument. Mm. And then so we started, me and Ryan started hanging out again, uh, you know, both have kids Mm-hmm. families are friends wives are friends so and then we were just hang out just you know separate from music and then he mentioned that he had that uh dick and rpm challenge and all this stuff and he was looking to to play i was like well if you need a bassist I, I'll, I'll pick up a bass mm-hmm. i think that'd be fun and then we got the idea to have chris play some drums and it was just a trio and it was going okay but we couldn't really decide like how serious he wanted it to be and then like, do we want to play one show a year, four shows, just do an EP, record ourselves? How do we want to do it? Mm-hmm. And then that was around the time where uh, it would be about the 10-year anniversary of Hotter. So then Asia wanted to do... Which is the... That's the last Third one. or fifth or however. Because uh, it's not quite a full length, but it's longer than an EP. It's, it's a double eight. EP. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> apparently you could have a double EP and not, not be an make album. it an LP. Yeah. yeah. I think it was just two seven-inches. Yeah, that were never pressed. Right, right. You it as a yeah. It's eight songs. It's like yeah. I think it's like thirty-four minutes. Which I mean, it's interesting as music has gone back to vinyl as being the primary mm. like format that stuff is recorded for. Eight song like an eight song album is now not uncommon. Whereas right. when I when 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 I started listening to music and when you guys were certainly when the the Maya scale was kind of going full tilt it was cds were still the dominant 
yeah, format. Like 10 and it or was, 12, right? Yeah, like mean? 10 was like the minimum, but there was even like albums that had like 16 songs and they're like over yeah. an hour long. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm so weird. Like my OCD manifests itself in such bizarre ways that uh, like I always, if an album is less than 40 minutes long, I always feel a little bit cheated. I'm like, that's <laughs> I'm like, this album's too short. And that's only because you can only put 80 minutes on a, on a CD. Yeah. So if it's 40, it's at least half yeah. of the thing. So that, and that's how my brain works. Yeah. So I don't know. That's yeah. But now albums that come out all the time are like 33 minutes, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, Christy, a bunch of against me's albums are like 29 minutes long. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, but having it short, Made it so that if they were going to do a reunion show, yeah, couldn't just play. Right, you can't just play, just play the record because yeah, the yeah. show will be over in thirty-five minutes. Yeah. yeah, so we started to think like, well, why don't we, why don't we do like the uh, Heart to Spring opening for the minor scale? Mm-hmm. Like, would Ryan want to do two sets, kind of make it into one? So that was kind of when we were looking at it, and then it was, well, what would happen if we played a minor scale song if we didn't have it? opening for the reunion it kind of all came into Ryan thinking well let's just combine everything right so then it was well how do we do that because <laughs> after I left Derek played bass and mm-hmm. then after Derek played AJ went to bass right so now we have two bassists which works if you're like a early 2000 hardcore band maybe but not right. necessarily for <laughs> right. power pop right so uh, I remember there's like a group text and it was trying to figure out who's going to use what amps because mm-hmm. I think I had assumed AJ would play guitar and AJ assumed he, he was wasn't playing bass. Yeah. right so uh, he was like yeah I'll play the amp pack he's like well we only have an amp pack bass amp. oh oh I see so just, I was with Ryan like so you want to teach me guitar yeah <laughs> sure all right well you and I mean you played guitar you had that uh, you did an acoustic an acoustic hardcore project I did. Which, what was it called that one, I think, was uh, was that the, the Black Friday Collective, or was that yes, the label yeah, that yeah, because it was when you put up the Mark Division compilation, uh, which was a division of was it James Castle Records. Almost everything we had was, was a, a division of something to, else. Yeah, and it was all like a Salinger reference. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because I still have like three or four copies of the Mark Division compilation that's in a the canvas screen. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which we. We did a run of Apathy Apathy in those as well, too, because I, I oh, always... Yeah, it was a delay or something, right? Yeah. Um, so we had the discs, but we didn't have the case, so we just... Um, you screened, yeah. I don't know, maybe like 100, 150 of these Apathy Apathy uh, canvas thing. It's funny because when I have... The last couple times I had my CD collection all alphabetized and everything, you know, people be looking through the M's and they're like, What's this huge black mass in here? I'm like, oh, those are my four copies of the minus scale record. Oh, yeah. In the, I'm like, oh, that's the super deluxe edition. That was the easiest way. I think we pressed yeah. a few things like that. I think I did an Andor album with that too. Yeah. So my roommate in college was, uh, he had a band, so I think we I recorded them in my basement, and then did the canvas just because you can do it all on one screen, both sides. Right. Staple. I think we use actual staples, yeah. like yeah. the office stapler. Yeah. Put yeah. that together and get yourself an album right there. I think that was I think that was the only way for a while that a bunch of those watership down 
songs, my my old band, the songs were available because I hadn't right. released the record that like the album for for years, and then I did a real short run of I think two hundred and fifty of them, and yeah, I think the idea back then was just to get more people listening to it. Yeah, everyone's sounding the same one. Keeps cost down and printing. Yeah, and then maybe you get a little cross. Yeah, on the yeah on the fans there, but that was yeah those were those were interesting. Yeah. But um, I don't. So we actually we record a seven inch and never released it because mm. we record it and there was some huge delay of like a couple of months at the plant to press the the seven inch, and by the time. It was back to us. We stopped playing. I think we did like one or two shows, and then that was it. Was this at the end of the minor scales run? No, or? this was like oh, the high school. This uh, is the acoustic one. Okay, all right. Because it was me and uh, this kid Shane. If it was O'Connor or Connor? I think it was O'Connor, and then Tyler Martin, and it was uh, it was interesting. Yeah, like it was acoustic guitars. I I made up my own chords essentially, and then Shane mm. was playing like Spanish guitar leads on top and then having some good old yelling. Right. Yeah. That was, we played the Ioka one time. Back when I, the Ioka used to do shows there too. It was, yeah, it was, so I must have been my freshman year in college. But anyway, like everyone was on the stage, like the audience included. Yeah, right. Uh, I, yeah, I remember a couple shows because going up with you guys, because I remember one of the one of the shows coming back, one of the, we got a flat tire on the oh, 95 South. Yeah, yeah. Heading 95 South on the, uh, on the trailer. And I called AAA, but it took them, God, it, it, it was, it must've been at least an hour to show up. Yeah. Cause I remember, um, you guys had played the show cause you guys were all like sweaty and everything afterwards. And it yeah. was just, Oh, we were hopping in the car. I if we played a show or not. Right. <laughs> Because uh, I just remember you guys all fell asleep while we were on the side of the road like, yeah. in the back. And then, you know, when the AAA guy, like, knocked on the window, it scared the crap out of me. But I think I slept with the whole thing. I'm trying to remember. That might have been the first time that the Maya scale played with Red Yellow. I'm not sure. I know Could that, have been. I know that it came up because at one point, it wasn't the Maya scale. It was another band that was having problems with their bass setup like they were they were setting up it was like multiple bands playing and someone couldn't figure it out and we were looking for you because you were running sound for the show too in addition to playing Maya scale because i think you would even i'm sure you put the show on as well it wasn't me it was probably a Bates. yeah it was it it was definitely a Bates, but you put the show on and uh i remember uh michelle from red yellow was like what's going on and Someone's like, oh, no, we're, we're trying to figure something out with the aunt. Like, I think they assumed that she was, like, someone's girlfriend or whatnot. And she's <laughs> like, here, you do this, this, and this. And, like, she solved the problem. And they're like, oh, th- thank you. And then, like, Red Yellow played next. They're like, oh, she's, she's in the band. She, she knows what she's talking about. Yeah. That was a fun band to play with. Yeah. We would play some heavy shows. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of, like, at least for those bait shows, most of the kids up there, that would go to shows are hardcore kids. Right. Most of us were anyways at heart. And then we were like the dance intermission. Right. It's like we would have these kids that normally a band like us would show up. They wouldn't give any time of day. But 
I knew them all. Right. Like we snuck them in the back to get in. Right. For free, so they you know, yeah. enjoyed that, and then yeah. they would dance the night away with us. Yeah. Yeah, there was um, because you were super into was it crime think. Yeah, yeah. They were for all that. Stuff yeah, because I didn't know about any of that, and I was like, I can't. I think he brought some of that stuff out on that first tour out to New Jersey or whatnot. Because I remember, like, I didn't know anything about it, and I was asking you all all about that. I'm like, what's what's, what's we used? This all yeah, about? we did a lot of the crime think uh, newspapers. We ran a book distro, my roommate and I, uh, in college, and we is like a you know, like a roaming bookshop. Right. We had, that was more, it was an AK Press at the company. So we had a little bit of the, the crime thing stuff, but it was more, like we couldn't stock too much because mm-hmm. it was just, you know, paying cash and then using the right. proceeds to buy more. Right. But it was, yeah, we probably did all the Harbinger newsletters and all that stuff with us, I would imagine, mm-hmm. for that tour. I think I still have a suitcase of it <laughs> somewhere deep in an office yeah. closet. Sounds sounds about right. Well, that was the that was the time that I was that I spent the most amount of time with the Maya scale. Um, and I think on that tour, um, prob- probably much to your chagrin, I probably spent the most time talking to you, like you know, because it was you know you were driving most. Of the time. Yeah, I was driving most of the time, but like we would get to wherever we were going, and we would oftentimes get to the the venue hours before the show oh yeah um and you know go in maybe drop off the gear maybe set up but usually not usually just drop stuff off then find a place to eat and whatnot and then the kind of break off into little pockets and you know um because i i remember spending a lot of time talking to you because i remember ryan would disappear for a lot of that still um, don't know where he went <laughs> yeah uh, a lot of times he would just end up back in the van yeah um i don't remember what you know it, aj and tom a lot of times went off doing yeah. doing their i think they always had that fantasy that you're gonna go to a, a town there's gonna be all these local kids that you can talk to you get to go to the show get and to go to the show. show up and there's no one there yeah although that was the that that first tour it was i think it was the second night or maybe even the first night of the tour that played in jersey and that's where you know fairmont was on that oh yeah well that was um if anti-anti doesn't show up you guys can stay with me that's right thinking there's no chance this band's a no-show and yeah and they ended up being a no-show for like a week don't we yeah and it was funny and i i know you and i have talked about this too and i i i think i talked about this when i had ryan on before but we so we stayed uh at uh Neil Sabatino's house the first night and I insisted on sleeping in the van because yes. I was convinced that it was all a huge setup and that because yeah, he had a girlfriend he said he had a girlfriend right there were were there pictures in the house or not there I, might not have been pictures I don't think so but it was very like I was like I don't trust this guy <laughs> uh, which is funny saying it now because oh, yeah, Neil's, Neil's like one of the nicest guys on the family. planet yeah. but it was like I was like He's luring a band here, and they're going to steal all of their gear, and then yeah. like the next morning, we're going to be forced out of the house at gunpoint and be like, "See ya." Yeah. So I was like, "They won't steal the van if I sleep in the van." So I slept in the van, and then like the next morning when I got up, like everything was fine. It was like it was grandma that was probably watching it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like, 
Yeah, because she made breakfast for us the next morning. Because uh, I came in and I was like, because I think I checked in with you. I was like, what's going on? And you're like, oh, come on in. And it was, you know, it was a huge <laughs> spread for breakfast. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, yeah. you know, Neil showed me all his action figures and stuff like that. And it was it was, it was his girlfriend at the time, but it's his, his wife, wife. Jamie doing her annual pilgrimage to Fairmont, Minnesota, right, to see her family. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. Once he explained that, but yeah, that was that was luck. Because if we didn't stay with him. I don't know that, that tour would have finished. No, because that ended up being like the central hub. Like all but like one of the shows, I think we would come back that night and yeah. stay because it was all like less than three hours drive from there. And then we jumped on a couple of his shows. Yeah, so and we got roller skating. Right I think there. we got. Oh yeah, I remember that one. And I think we ended up getting Fairmont on added to one of the shows that. Um, oh yeah, you were booked. Yeah. yeah, but that was also the. Summer that there was a huge blackout in New York City. Yeah, um, it was like it was like more than a day where there was like no power and right. Yeah, that was crazy. Because and then the, right after that, we were at a place that like a telephone pole caught on fire. Yep, remember that? That was that guy was angry. Oh yeah, wow. Because that was I was under twenty one. I guess there's a law in New Jersey that you can't be in the establishment. Because I remember him. I think we weren't going to play. Like right. He was not going to let us play. And then you had to take the guy aside. He was like, look, trust me, this guy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is not the kid you have to worry yeah. about. I was just like, yeah, because um, I don't know if you, I don't remember if you were straight edge at the time, but I knew that that just wasn't your thing anyway. No, yeah. I offered to put X's on there and yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, because you guys ended up playing, but that was. Uh, was that the loop? Yes. Yep. Was that the time that the guy from Thursday was there? Or was that a different one? Is it Jeff? Jeff Rickley? Rickley? Yeah. It might have been. It might have been. He was not as impressed as we thought he would be. No. No. <laughs> for sure. Um, man, and this is going back, what, 15 years? Had to have been uh, 2003, right? Yeah, 2004. 15 years. Yeah. Probably three. Yeah, would be my guess. So you, since we're jumping all over the time time frame here, so you were not an original member of the Minus Scale. Um, Greg Lacroix was the original bass player, yeah. right? Um, uh, and and uh, jumping jumping forward, Greg's it, correct me if I'm wrong. Greg's death was sort of the impetus for the for the Minus Scale reunion show that happened several years ago. No, he played at that one. No, though that was the last show. The last show ever Greg played at. And then, yeah. So then they had one, I think it was three years ago, they had a reunion. Right. But so you that, didn't play at that? Or did no. You? Okay. No, I went to it. That was, that was one up in Portland. Okay. And then... With Sparks the Hero? Sparks, Sparks the Rescue. Sparks the Rescue. Who's Sparks the Hero? Uh, you're thinking Too Late the Hero. Or Protest the Hero. Yeah. Or I think there might be a member to it, the hero in Sparks. I don't know, all those name bands kind huh, of combined right. at one yeah. point. Yeah. But they, um, yeah, so that, I think that's kind of how I think they got it's, that's, again. It's, I'm clearing out some of the cobwebs in my brain. It seems to, that seems to be what the conversation I had with Ryan was. So how, like, how did you come to be, because when I was aware of the Maya scale, like when I first became aware of the Maya scale, you were already in the band. Um, so I'm assuming through your brother, for anyone yeah. listening who doesn't know, AJ Toby is Mark's 
older brother. Yeah. So when I was in high school, I used to play uh, like with other kids in the street. That was back like Josh Picard and Pete mm-hmm. James you know, from, uh, well, I think our latest one was Double Dragons back in the day. But And then AJ had a band with, with Josh's older brother, Craig, and, and Greg was in that. So that mm-hmm. was like a, you know, it was like a high school punk band. And then kind of all practiced in the scene. I think it was just practiced in the Picard's basement. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think it was AJ or just Greg came to me. He's like, yeah, Greg's, Greg's out. He doesn't want to do this anymore. Do you want to play bass? Mm-hmm. It's like, sure. All right, yeah. Let's do something different. I'll play. So we played a couple. Actually, that was probably played a show a month back then, whatever. Right. Sad Cafe or High School Gymnasium would, would take us. Right. And then that kind of ended naturally when everyone kind of went off to Jaws or college. And then I want to say my senior of high school, I just started playing with Ryan and, and Tom and Greg. And it was when we were playing in high school as the punk band, Tom and Greg and Ryan had a, I don't know, like a blues rock band type of thing. Mm. So we were kind of aware of them. AJ and Greg were friends, so I think Greg brought AJ in to, to do that first full length. Mm. And then then Greg was kind of uh, ready to move on again. I think right. he wanted to do more like bar shows type of, different type of goal, I guess. I know that I, he, he, my understanding from talking to him at that time was he, 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 he wanted to play gigs where he was making money. Yeah, yeah. You weren't making any money. Yeah, yeah. The mind scale was definitely not making any money at that point. So Ryan and I had known them just because AJ was in the band for maybe a year. Right. So I was, you know, doing like the roadie thing with them just to be around, help out, hang out. Mm-hmm. I think I booked them for a show too, uh, with the Warren Commission for a benefit. But then, so Ryan had seen me play, so he knew I could play bit. So he asked if I wanted to. Uh, help them write some songs, which turned out to be the songs before Apathy. Apathy. Like, there's mm. a couple that never made it to that process, but mm. it was kind of that. So it was like, just help us write it. And then uh, the reason why it was just that was because I was in Lewis and you were in school and they were in Durham. Right, right. So that was not going to be something that could come back yeah, it wasn't gonna be two practical. or three times a week. Right. But I ended up, you know, I came back most weekends. I was able to to help them write the stuff and then started playing shows. And then like there was never a time where we said, okay, well this is going to be a, a thing. It just kind of, it just kind of developed. Yeah. It was like, Hey, you want to play this show? Yeah. I want to play this show. Yeah. And then it was, we have a show. Mm-hmm. It was not, it wasn't a checking in. It's, yeah. This is, this is what's happening. Because it was clear that I could make Shuffle it to stuff. the shows. Right. Yeah. And I could, and they would practice around it. And that was back then. You could easily get something online and send it by email. Right. So I could get the song structure and learn it there and mm-hmm. show up to a practice kind of knowing what we're going to do. Um, and then, so then we were practicing in Dover because Ryan had that um, that house like with four other friends, I think. Mm-hmm. So then it was, you know, in one of those situations where like a lot of noise wasn't. A, wasn't an issue. Wasn't an issue. Yeah, so we played, played his basement and then we were getting some shows here and there. I think your brother was booking a, like a bar in Durham at the time. 
Sounds about right. So and he did that. a couple. Uh, I was. God, what was the name of that place? Is that the Biddy Mulligans, or was that? It was it, an Irish. It might have been. It was. I forget what it because I think it's a subway now or whatever in <laughs> Durham. But yeah, because the first and I th- actually I think the only time I ever saw Paranoid Social Club was there that Chris had booked them and it was like their third gig ever. Yeah. Um, and I really liked. And it's funny because Chris was super into Rustic Overtones at the time. Oh yeah. But I had, but he was into ska pretty big at the time. So I had. If I had heard Rustic Overtones at that point, as soon as I heard the horns, I was like, oh, it's more Scott, not interested. Yeah. So I, like, Rustic Overtones wasn't a band at the time. You know, Dave Goddard was just doing Paranoid Social Club. And I really liked them. And then, like, I found out the history. I was like, oh, he's from this other huge, you know, regional band that's not doing it. So, And it's funny because he does both of them now. But, Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, I, I do remember seeing you guys at that place. Maybe it was Pity Mulligans. I mean, uh, they all kind of blend in them. That that definitely is an Irish venue that is no more in yeah. the area. I just don't remember if that was it. There's a couple of them. Murphy's. There's a Murphy's or something, right? I think Murphy's was the one in Durham. I think Biddy Mulligans was in Dover. Okay, uh, I think we played bowls. Yeah, it's my yeah. guess. But um, yeah, so we were kind of just getting started there. Ended up doing Apathy around the same time, because it was all we were still practicing in Dover. AJ's friend, uh, Mike Snow, ended up playing drums and formed a metal band. We added Tyler at first, and then Casey, and then we ended up. So we were called My Breath on Glass for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Played some shows. I think we played like a UNH radio show. And then Tyler wanted to do other things. And then we got some guy named Casey mm-hmm. come in, and we ended up calling ourselves lies for one show and it was I think it was like reached the sky neither Bane or American nothing I think that was they had to change their name it was one of those two but it was like a big show in the mob right and then we stopped hmm. <laughs> like the whole thing was based on one yeah. show yeah. I think we actually got the show offer for the old band formed it just to play the show and then mm did our their thing and then so then we i don't know if ryan moved out of the house or we just kind of made it like the change the location practice at my parents in exeter mm. and then we started to get a little more serious we started booking some better shows we saved up and got enough pa gear to be able to run our own shows and then right. that's when we started to do like the the circuit of every month we do one in the VFW Hall in Exeter. We mm-hmm. do one up in Bates. We do uh, Sack Cafe once. Find some other venues uh, in the area to supplement it. And then we'll be playing almost every weekend. Probably do every other weekend, but to do shows. Yeah. So it averaged out to like one so a weekend. I remember, are you talking about the VFW Hall in Exeter? Is the one that has the tank outside of it? That's in Kensington. That's, that's in Kensington. Because I yeah. remember you guys did a show there. Oh, we did, yeah. Because that was a show that Red Yellow played where uh, Evan cut his head open on. So that's right. Yeah, yeah, like there was blood all over the yeah. place afterwards. Because uh, I remember I got home and my girlfriend at the time was like, is that blood on your shirt? I'm like, yeah. She's like, what happened? I was like, oh, no big deal. Red Yellow played. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Where's the VFW Hall in Exeter? Is it near the bowling alley? Yeah, it's right next okay. to the bowling alley. That was that was pretty cool because we, uh, the owner of the bowling alley, I guess his son came to the shows and he didn't mind. As long as we didn't like disrupt his business, he, right. he was fine with it. Right. Not the same people going to his events as ours. So. Right. And then we we made sure we were done before his rush, anyways. And then there was like a business nearby, but we kind of knew him anyways. So he was found as long as we told the people, you got to stay off lawns and all that. Right, right. The police would come by every time, but, you know, you smile and say, hello, why don't you walk on in? Mm-hmm. And we'll make sure that anyone that's unruly is out. If you see anything, please let me know. So that was always right. fun. They never had a problem with us. There was never any noise complaints, but yeah, that was fun. Then the, they told us like, they were going to knock it down and make condos or something. Hmm. So we had to stop playing shows there. And then I don't think they ever knocked it down, but I don't think they ever did anything with the building. Hmm. But those were, I mean, a couple of years of around those shows. But that was how we booked every tour. Yeah. Like we would have um, like show trades and we'd store up favorites. So we were always the ones that we would, we would be the first one. We'd, and then sometimes... You know, the bands would forget that we existed or they were broken up. Mm. But it was a lot easier than trying to owe people favors. Sure. And trying to, you know, put together something last minute that's going to be bad for everyone involved. Right. But we made some decent friends there. We've had some interesting bands. There was one band that ended up, I forget the name, they're on the West Coast that made it pretty big years after. Mm. Something with the Pacific in the name, but... um, was it Sugar Ray? Yeah, I don't think it was. I think they were already... Already established. Yeah. But we, uh, did you ever meet... I don't remember the guy's name, the name of the band, but Frank with a PH? Mm-hmm. Because that was how we met him. Like, it was random bookings there. We traded a show, you know, to Binghamton to meet him. And he played, he put on a house party for us. Mm. Uh, that was one of the ones where, like, we're at the house party. It's great. After his... We decided, you know, we're going to take this tent and go in the backyard. We're, mm. we're good here. Right. <laughs> Wake us up in the morning. Mm. But that was, yeah, we got a lot of use of the tent that tour. Yeah. We ended up going out to, like, Wisconsin, I think, mm. so far. And then uh, we stayed with someone. We didn't we didn't ask questions. We just, like, he's like, yeah, you can set your tent in the backyard. Right. So we wake up. We're on a lake or a pond. It's Wisconsin. Right. They're all kind of the same. Didn't realize how close we were or how we could have just fallen right in. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, a woman came out. Like, a middle-aged woman came out. We're like, uh-oh, we're in trouble here. Turns out it's the kid's mom, and she has donuts. Nice. Ready to go. Like, yeah, pretty good. Nice. Um, that must have been after... Because it was probably, like... In my mind, it seems like it was, like, years and years and years that I was going out to, like, a lot of your shows, but it was probably, realistically, it was probably, like, an 18-month window of time. Yeah, because in my mind, I have everything as, like, almost like the van, because you were around with the old van. Right. And then when we got the white van, it was, we must have gone more than one tour, but that's all one thing in my mind. Had to have been two tours, multiple drummers. Well, because I don't, I think I was maybe three or four shows that I saw with 
Pat. And that was sort of like the end of when I was spending a bunch of time with you. Because you were still in the band when Pat joined the band. Like, yes. Tom left and Pat came in. Um, oh, no. You're missing a few chapters. Yeah. You don't remember those? Maybe I... Maybe oh, I we had a kid named Bruce. We, uh, we had Jesse on a tour. I don't remember this at all. So Jesse, we had... Jesse oh, who? Jesse... Uh, was friends with Niels. We met him out there on the first tour. So you must have met Jesse. Uh, yeah, I think that. so. He was always hanging out. Um, yeah, so when Tom left, we we had like the formal tryouts and and then found found this kid, Bruce, that... Did Craig play a couple shows with you Craig guys? Craig never did. Josh did. Okay. So we had to part ways with Bruce and then it was, oh, now we, we are in a rush. We have a tour book. We got shows book. So Josh filled in a little bit. Um, maybe just two or three shows. But he was a good drummer, too. Mm. He was excellent. And then, but he didn't want to do a uh, full-time. Well, it wasn't full-time, but he didn't want to do anything right. that serious. Right. And then, so we had a summer tour. So we bust Jesse up. I think, I'm trying to think if he had drums or if we had our own drums for it i don't remember how we had drum, got drums up but then we went on the tour and then our last show was like eastern no, western pennsylvania and then we drove across pennsylvania overnight through the night dropped him off got to his house in the morning slept all day then dropped him off and, and went home huh but it was like a kind of on the way thing, but it, yeah, he bailed us out for that tour, and then we, then we were able to spend some more time getting some uh, auditions. I don't even call right. it. And that's when we found Pat, and then then we were all set. So you guys didn't Pat. actually know Pat like through it was just through the audition process. That's well, he was it. a well, painted town dad, painted town red, something like that. Right, it was his band. He was the front man, though. He wasn't oh, okay. drumming for them. I don't think we ever played with them. And I don't know that we ever met him before. He, I think he probably contacted Ryan to say, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can drum. And then, and then we got him in. He was like, oh, we set the kid and practiced. We probably sent him a couple songs or right. told him to go on Pure Volume or MySpace or something. And then like, he showed up and knew the songs played the songs loud and fast and right. that's really all it all it took. It's funny. He 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 took the, the reverse order that usually the drummer frontman people go. It's usually they start on the drum kit yeah. and move forward. Yeah. It's I mean uh I don't know how we never met him because he knew all the same people we did. Huh. But it was just one of those, you know, always just missed him, I guess. Sure. Sure. But then so that for lack of lights was him. Who's on that? The other ones, Tom was on. Yeah. And yeah. So he was the he was the drummer from that point forward yeah. in the minus scale. So at what point did you exit the band? Uh, not right after, but shortly after, for lack of lights. Yeah. So it was. Were you teaching already at that point? No. So I was out of college, but I was transitioning into teaching. So I was working construction on the weekdays, playing gigs on the weekends. So that mm-hmm. would have been 05 
I don't remember if I played my last show before the, the year turned into 2006, mm. but it was kind of that that winter. But it was uh, it was like a a long transition because I wanted to make sure that they had someone ready to go, and then they they found Derek, and then it was well, it's what we didn't want to have was like a wait. We kind of had that a couple of times with the drummer situation. It was we got to get someone up to speed. So it would be almost two different sets. It's like, okay, we're going to play all the old stuff, me, and then uh, like I'd leave practice and Derek would come in. They'd do all the new stuff. So by the time it was over, like he was ready to play a set. So it was, it was almost no time span in between. Oh. So we played the last show at the, the SAC Cafe and then and they kind of picked up from there and then sound changed a little bit uh they did hotter and then a bunch of different members came in right well because when they did the f- the second half of hotter which is actually earlier recordings than the first yeah, they half. flipped them yeah. yeah um they were a five piece because uh, patrick murphy Patty was, was in yeah. yeah well he was on for lack of lights too because oh, i was, was there with that oh okay yeah he started playing acoustic and then some keys and then it turned into mostly mostly keys mostly keys and then yeah i think he did was he on half a hotter yeah and so then, he and Derek are on the second half of it but not the first half but, i think chris sequenced the the first half yeah 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 because aj played bass on the the first four songs which are the, the right the later of the yeah. so, of the song on it yeah um and that was not he said those aren't the final recordings though those there's one more recording after that but it was no, digital the, only no that was with um no for lack of lights was a digital only okay that was before horror okay so that had all about you um so captain was before for lack of lights yeah captain was at at houndstooth right with casey yeah who, you, were, you were there was I there for that? I, I I mean I know that we did apathy apathy that I just it all kind of blends together. Those two definitely blend together because Tom was on both of them. Right, you're both with Casey. Yes, that's okay. Yeah. We um, the captain was though that was the session that we recorded the Fairmont cover for. Right, and then we were supposed to do some split and that never happened. Well, that was around the time that so there was it was funny I was just talking to someone about this a couple weeks ago that was the ill-fated failure tribute album that, oh that's right that aj and i were working on uh, and it was really my pet project that sort of became this weird thing because we kept getting uh bigger bands interested in it um and at that it's funny because failure's a, like a fully functioning band again now oh, uh, they? they had broken up at the time right. and um because uh, Fairmont recorded a version of Blank for that, which I have I have a CDR that Neil gave me that is their recording of it, and I have a couple different things that have like kicked around, like um, that Boston band On Fire uh, recorded a song for it. Um, we had a, we had a, a, a Caven had a live version of a Failure song that they were going to give us. Um, Melissa off to Mar recorded a song for it. And then it just, I mean, that was our, for the label that 
AJ and I were doing at the time, our, our sort of biggest high watermark was we got mentioned in uh, a news thing in Alternative Press, uh, in the magazine Alternative Press, yeah, for, that. About, for that record. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, uh, uh, Redfield Records is going to be releasing this then. And I was like, uh, I guess we're a real label now since we're mentioned <laughs> in this, but it never came out. So, yeah. Uh, and that was more for... For legal reasons, and I, I don't even know what the statute of limitations are on here, but there was a, a pretty big artist who was all gung-ho about it, and then his label found out how small this label was, and they said, no, you're not putting that out uh-huh. in there. And they got the kibosh on it, and it actually, he he shared management with another artist that was supposed to be on there, so they got wind of it, and they said they no as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, there are. It's funny because a few of the bands who recorded for, recorded stuff for that have like released the cover they did on various things throughout the years. So like I've seen a couple, you know, either CD or digital releases, and I was like, oh, that was supposed to be yeah, yeah. on a record that I was supposed to put out. But you know, <laughs> anyhow, um, yeah, because I think there was. I think i don't think you guys ever got around to doing it but the maya scale was going to do a song on it as i well. think we were trying to figure out which song and right. then trying to look at who had what already right. picked right i don't remember learning one so yeah i don't think we ever recorded it. yeah but i think we were trying to line it up for the captain recording sessions because we we're like oh we're going to be in oh know, that makes sense in the studio at the time yeah. yeah so maybe that's why you ended up doing the fairmont song or were well, you guys no do- blood did they put that out on something? I think so. I think we like their version better than ours. So we just right. said, now your song. Right. Do whatever you want with it. I think maybe it was on a Mint 400 compilation or something, because Neil put out a Could lot of compilations. He's put out a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was funny, because a few years ago, when I was first thinking about doing the podcast before I ever did it, and I had no idea how to do it, um, someone, su- I think it was AJ, suggested He's like, Talk to Neil. He's he knows people. So um, it was funny because I I reached out to him and he gave me some info, but it was like way above my head as far as like yeah. tech stuff. Like I've had I had the idea for a while, but still didn't know how to do. It. Like if if my it, you know if Duncan, my producer for the network, died tomorrow, I'd be like, well, I guess I don't do podcasts anymore because <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and there's plenty of people that do it now that I'm sure that I could get yeah. it off the ground again, but it was just like the actual nuts and bolts of like putting it, We're getting it up there. Yeah. And it's funny cause I have friends every once in a while who do podcasts who are like, what do you use for this one? And I was like, I don't know. I don't do any of it. I'm the one who goes with a, you know, little recorder to people's houses and talks to them. And then I just upload it to him. I don't put any of it up myself, but yeah. it's crazy too, to think about how, much stuff has changed in the last 15 years how easy it is for yeah anyone can do it it's not that difficult sure. so i just i'm glad neil did it for us for sure, I for sure. we knew how to right i think AJ probably knew how at some point to, yeah, right to get in there but it's a lot easier to just have it on his kind of roster there yeah for sure and i mean it's something that he's really good at and is passionate about so why not have yeah someone who does it well do it rather than someone who's like, all right, I guess I'll do it since nobody else is doing it for us. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so the show is, what's the date for the show? It's October 20th. Okay. And it's at, uh, the Dover brick house in Dover, Brickhouse, New Hampshire. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it starts um, at eight. And so for this lineup, it's you on guitar. So depends on the song. Okay. So it's always Pat on drums, Ryan right. and Chris on guitars. Okay. And then for anything that's on hotter, AJ's playing bass, I'm playing guitar. Okay. And anything that's not on hotter, you're playing we bass. switch. Okay. Yeah. But of course, we don't play the same bass or guitar, so we have to switch physical instruments. Okay. Although it might be easier with the sweaty straps. Right. Yeah. Just to be able to switch the, the whole thing out. Right. Is so Chris I, playing keys at all? We ended up not doing that. So part of it was, would you want to have live keys? Do you want to sequence it and play it? And then it just ended up being no, no keys. Just easier without. Yeah. I mean, people yeah. can hear it in their brain if they want to. And we talked about this uh, before we were recording, but um, I don't know if you want to, I don't know if this is going to be a surprise or not. Is there going to be anyone else uh, nothing, on stage with you? Uh, nothing official? I think we, we got some old members coming back to, yeah. to pop Ma- up. Make a visit. I don't know if it's official until they show up. Sure. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. So. Yeah. Yeah, that way if we don't mention anyone by name, if they don't show up, there's no hard Right, feelings. if something happens, they don't feel bad sure. about it. Yeah. But we're hoping to get some some familiar faces. And to be at fair... At least one familiar face. Both of the people that we had discussed beforehand have young kids, so... We um, all do, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. The, yeah. That's a challenge. Think, yeah, age is... What, does Chris have kids? Chris has two. Okay, yeah. so age is the only one without kids. And Pat. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, they have... They Pat have, is a kid. So it's fine. <laughs> Pat is a kid, and the, yeah, they they have Ed the dog, so that's yeah. that's close enough. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. No, but it's been so that's like like when we first started with me and Chris and Ryan, we would bring the kids. They'd be upstairs, we'd be downstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, full band. It's no one can be in the house. It's way too loud. Yeah, but um, but like we'll we'll do family stuff. Like we'll do friendsgiving after mm-hmm. uh, after Thanksgiving and have all the all the kids over all the band members so it's it's kind of be, it's changed into like a, a family atmosphere yeah it's funny because ryan's invited me to a few of the things when they they had it at uh i know they had a bunch of gatherings when they were living in the mill buildings and yeah uh, and uh but it was usually like day off and he'd be like hey dude i totally forgot you should come out and i was like i you know because i'm always doing a million things i yeah. was like i would love to but i'm doing x y and z yeah um, yeah, um, but I always thought that was cool that even when it wasn't an active band that uh, you guys still spent yeah. time together. So Yeah, no, I yeah. think we're, we're probably spending more time now that we've been starting back up. So we did the, the Thanksgiving thing. Did you stop by that? I think you were going to try to I was going to try to, and, and I forget. Happened, I think it was something with work last year. Oh, um, that's right. Because yeah. right, you were doing the... The, yeah, the, the drummer right? thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I know, because I'm working at Trader Joe's now, but I know that they're closed on Thanksgiving, and they're not one of those businesses that, well, we'll open halfway through the day and whatnot. They're like, nope, it's the day off. They're actually, like, really That's good. Weird. They have certain days. Like, they're closed New Year's Day. They're like, oh, really? And they close yes. at 6 o'clock New Year's Eve, and they're like, yeah, go be with your friends and family, and then, then take the next day to recover. Like company wide, they're closed, and there's a couple of other random days that they're just closed. Uh, so I don't have to worry about working on any of those. I mean, I don't get paid for them, but that's you know whatever. Yeah. Uh, oh man, excuse me. Um, 
think that's the first time I've ever yawned on my podcast. It was funny. I uh, <laughs> earlier today I talked to someone. It was my first return guest. So you know, it's a day of first, first, first return guest, first go. yawn on a podcast. <laughs> so you're the first second member of a band that I've talked to. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it means you haven't gotten AJ first. It's true. It was. I was funny. I was talking to my brother Chris about it, uh, you know, because I said uh, I told him I was going to talk to you, and he's like, "Oh, he's like, are you going to go through every member of the Maya Scale before AJ?" And I was just like, <laughs> "I was like, ah, oh, I don't know if I don't know if Pat would want to sit and talk to me for an hour." I mean, because because Patty had reached out to me at one point. Like we've tried to make tentative plans to talk. Um, uh, at various times, but you know, busy schedule, and you know, he's got he's had health issues for yeah. a while that hasn't worked out. But I was like, that would be funny if just like circling around AJ for years. <laughs> why don't you want you want to talk to me, man? It's hard to pin down. Well, I mean, guys. he also lives in New York, so well, that's why it's hard to pin down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um yeah, I think I think I've seen. Yeah, I've definitely seen you more than I've seen him since I've been back. I think I've only seen him once since I've been back, and it was a, at a um, I, it was a dinner party at Joe Lenardi's oh, yeah. house before uh, Sumac played at 3S. So and that's going back a couple of years because Chris still was still at 3S at the time because Chris was at the right. dinner. No, he was after the fact because Chris was at the dinner, and it was it was awkward. It well, it was it was yeah the, the fact that we were all going to a show at 3S. Uh, and he's like, no, no, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. But, uh, yeah. Um, are there any plans? Do you guys have any plans with the band past this show? Uh, I think we're open to it. We're just trying to see what the see how yeah, it goes. Yeah, because it needs to be, you know, we're old enough where our egos are still important. Right. Uh, we wanted to make it so that it's not like, you know, five people show up. At the same time, it doesn't have to be tour so right. I was trying to find the the right situation but I think I mean I can't even imagine trying to I mean it would certainly be possible to do a tour but uh, whether or not it would be possible to book it to actually execute it would sure. not be possible well with I mean with the you know the five of your individual lives yeah. trying to like put everything on hold for even if it was a week or something yeah. you know unless you know it was you know, like during the summer or something for you when you didn't have school or, or whatever, yeah. but, you know. We needed to be, kids are old enough, go on the tour van, we're with the tour bus with us. Right. We're not getting the bus. Right, <laughs> right. Could run the school bus, maybe. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, even in the end, it wasn't uh, long tours. It was just kind of weekends out, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, at this point, I think AJ's kind of handling the, any future plans right filters right. through him and then he just tells us when to show up right <laughs> at least me we'll chat about with the others and then right I'll be like all right well, i'll let mark know this yeah is where he needs you're to playing be. here it's this long so you need to play these instruments right yeah nice well i'm definitely looking forward to the show i i wasn't able to go to the arena show three years ago i don't remember why but maybe it's i just didn't want to go up to portland it was cold that night too i remember Having to walk there from wherever we park. It's, it's always cold crazy. in Portland, even in like the August. wind. Yeah, it's a bitter wind. Yeah, I and that was a factor today. Uh, 
I was kind of glad that there wasn't a showing of the movie I was going to go see because I was like, oh, it's rainy and drizzling. I don't want to be in Portland right now. Yeah. So, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. No, yeah. Should, should be fun. I mean, we've been practicing for like a year and a half, or so we should be somewhat representable. Right. We'll see. Right. Well, this was fun, as always, and oh, yeah. I, I appreciated the home-cooked meal. Sure. Yeah. Um, so not the first time I've been cooked for when I did my whole trip almost every time it was pretty much everyone I stayed with I ended up doing a podcast with yeah. uh, for the most part there was a couple of people that are like yeah I don't want to uh, it was more that it's more often than not it's the I don't think I'm interesting to talk to you know which you know I'm like most people that I've asked I'm like well I think you're interesting that's why I asked in the first <laughs> place but you know no I just figured you just want to hang out yeah I mean it's <laughs> It was funny because I, I, uh, a, a lot of times that's the that's the excuse to to hang out with people because yeah. you know everyone's everyone's busy and I'm like oh we'll we'll schedule this thing and then it'll yeah give us some time to to sit and chat and and, and bullshit. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I I made almost the entire podcast without swearing. Well, you can. And, uh, I know I can. <laughs> I just it was funny because I we were saying beforehand about the podcast that I recorded earlier, but likely will come out after this episode uh lying up with certain events yeah well this show is uh your so your show is uh about three weeks away yeah. where the you know the 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 general election for yes. new hampshire is six weeks away so i'm you know staggering it out <laughs> trying to make it a little closer and i even told him that i was just like well here's the thing the band's got a show in three weeks your elections in six weeks, and, and it's it's not even a priority thing. I'm just like if you if you if you're trying to promote a specific thing, even tangentially, you basically a month is the longest the 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 time frame that the mind will like retain yeah. it. Other than that, you just have to remind them again. So. Yeah, actually, that that's, that might be the having to change venues might help us because we have to reintroduce it. Sure, so it's like, like oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's I mean. It's interesting how, like podcasting, particularly with you know, uh, bigger, like, uh, like actors and musicians, it's really become another form of the the press circuit. Because I've gone to see plenty of movies because someone involved with it was on a podcast that I listened to the week yeah. that it came out or the week before it came out, and then I see the movie. I'm like, oh right, they were just talking about the. What a coincidence. It took me like years to be like, oh no, it's not a coincidence at all. That's yeah. done very much on purpose. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I've seen plenty of terrible movies just because I was like, I like this guy's like passion about it. I'll go see that movie. And I'm like, I like the guy. I didn't like the thing that he did. Yeah. But you know, whatever. Hopefully people will listen to this and, you know, come to the show and like the music. I would say if they haven't heard it yet. Right. <laughs> you could probably right. find CD kicking around somewhere in the used bin. Or at the very least, go on uh, the the Mint Four Hundred website and, and and listen to it. Yeah, you can download the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, it was great hanging as well, always. For over. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh,